So much of modern motherhood is spent wishing we were doing better, whether we're comparing ourselves to other moms or to the ideal mom we assumed we'd be before we had kids. But this wishing takes us further and further away from joy, and it stops us from being the mom we want to be. I'm Rebecca Brownwright, and I'm here to help you focus on connection, because connecting more deeply with yourself and with your kids will help you forget about mom comparisons. Connection will help you resolve behavior issues with your kids, and connection will help you live a life full of real joy, because that's what you and your kids deserve. Pause and connect with me for a moment to listen to discussions about connection and motherhood, finding your purpose, smashing cultural narratives, and so much more. This is Pause and Connect. Hello and welcome to Pause and Connect. I'm Rebecca Brownwright and this is episode 14, Seven Ways to Recover After a Parenting Blow-Up. So let's talk about blow-ups today. We all have them. They're awful. We get mad at ourselves for them. It would be nice if we could wave a magic wand and be super calm parents who never get our feathers ruffled, but you know, that's just not possible because we're humans. We're going to get upset and we're going to do things we regret. But the nice thing is that our kids learn from us when we blow up and then they learn important lessons when we resolve things. That's the important part. When we blow up, unfortunately, they learn, <laughs> they learn some hard lessons. They learn that people have hard days, but that is life and that happens. But when we recover in the right ways, our kids learn how to recover as well. And isn't that what we want? We want our kids to learn that they can mess up and they can resolve, and they can forgive, and they can set things right. If everything was fine all the time, our kids actually wouldn't learn important lessons. So just think about how anyone learns anything. You have to struggle through something to come out on the other side. So just something simple. If you took piano lessons, you had to struggle through hard pieces and scales before you could get better. If you played a sport, you had to fall down and miss shots and opportunities before you could get better. In romantic relationships, you have to disagree and work through things before you can get closer. So it's the same with our kids and with our parenting. While it would be great if we never yelled, never lost our temper, never gave a punishment that was too harsh, the reality is that we're going to do it. And our kids are going to learn once we fix it and work through these hard parts of life with them. So that's what this episode is about. This episode assumes that you and I will mess up and it discusses seven things we can do to set it right so that our kids can get the resolutions that they deserve and they can learn the right lessons. So first, let's talk briefly about how to avoid some blow-ups. Now, not all. We should never set a standard that we'll never blow up again because that's really unrealistic. <laughs> but we can reduce the frequency of our blow-ups. So I think I'll do a longer episode on this topic specifically at some other time. So this today is just going to be a, a brief short list on how we can avoid some blow-ups. And also, if you take my course called How to Stop Yelling, it's a self-directed course, the five lessons in that course are going to help you go step-by-step -step through a process that will significantly reduce your yelling and help you parent from a place of more calm. So you'll have fewer blow-ups. Okay, but a few suggestions for now. One, get sleep, <laughs> get enough sleep. Now, of course, if you have a newborn or a medically complex kid or your own medical challenges or anything else keeping you up at night, this is not meant to make you feel guilty at all. But the point is to prioritize sleep. Now I'm talking to myself here too because I just love my shows and I love staying up to watch them. 
But I can guarantee myself that if I cut back on my sleep for too long, too many days, it's going to show up as a parenting meltdown. I just know it. Another thing to do to avoid blowups is to adopt a mindset of I'm doing my best and then believe it because you are. Now, sure, we all have days and moments where we might not actually be doing our best and we know it and we recognize it. But for the majority of our parenting lives, we're really doing our best. We love our kids like crazy and we want to be the best for them. So when you recognize that and believe it, you can be more gentle on yourself. You can lessen some of your expectations and this will lead to fewer meltdowns as you treat yourself with more compassion. Another thing to help yourself avoid some blowups, not all, is to adopt a mindset of children do well when they can. This is a phrase from Dr. Ross Green. He's an author of The Explosive Child and some other books that are just fantastic. And it's so life-changing. When you realize that children do well when they can, your expectations of them become more realistic. So for example, when your kids are whining all afternoon, if you say to yourself, children do well when they can, then your brain will help you see that something is getting in the way of your kid's communication and what they're trying to say is coming out as whines. You'll know that they're not being brats. You'll know that something is preventing them from doing their best in this moment. This mindset can really help you feel less personal about their negative behaviors, and it can also help you see solutions more readily. And my last tip about how to avoid some blowups for this episode, and I'll do a longer one later, is to recognize that you are only one person. If you have a partner, make sure you're sharing responsibilities equally. So many of our blowups come when we're stressed out. If we have too much on our plates, it's gonna make us feel stressed and we're gonna be more likely to snap at our kids. It's like a law of science or something, I'm sure of it. This concept is really so important that you can't do it all. Listen to my episode three, Housekeeping is Not Motherhood, in episode 11, it's called Let's Stop Calling Men's Work at Home Help. You'll get more motivation and understanding on these topics. Okay, so, We talked about how to avoid some blowups. Now let's talk about what to do when you do blow up. Remember, we're coming at this from the understanding that all parents lose their cool. All parents get frustrated and do or say things they regret. We need to remember that this is going to happen. And then we need to take the lead in repairing the damage. It's not up to our kids to come and apologize to us after we've yelled at them. It's not up to our kids to make sure that our relationship remains intact. It's up to us. Now, if we're riddled with guilt because we blew up and it was really negative and really awful, this really makes it difficult. And that's why it's important to remember that every parent blows up and to remember that you will mess up again. Now, that might sound um, like devastating. Why would I be saying that when I'm trying to tell you not to feel guilty? But knowing that it's going to happen can ease your guilt when it does if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, this is a silly example, but I will skip dusting my office sometime because I hate dusting so much, but I'm not a bad person. And I don't really need to feel guilty for that because it's something that is just a challenge for me. Or I will say something sarcastic to my spouse sometime when I'm feeling snippy, but I'm not a bad person. Or I will stay up too late sometime this week. (laughs) I've already said that, but I'm not a bad person. So I will yell at my kids sometime when I'm frustrated. I will, but I'm not a bad person. And just like I'll have to take responsibility for dusting my office after I've skipped that chore or for apologizing to my spouse after I've been sarcastic, 
I can take the lead in repairing my relationship with my child after I've lost my cool. Okay, so after understanding that it's on us to take the lead to repair after we've lost our cool, uh, one tip, one thing we can do to recover after a parenting blow up is to be upfront with ourselves about our emotions, be honest with ourselves and take a time out, step away. So again, we're talking in this episode about being honest and accountable with ourselves without assigning guilt to our very normal human emotions and behaviors. So when we understand that we're going to mess up, we can also recognize ourselves messing up. We can see it happening. And so we can step away. We can take a breath. We can cool down. We don't have to stay there and continue messing up. We don't have to stay there in this dysregulated place we can step away because we've already recognized in ourselves that this is something that's going to happen in our lives. We are going to make mistakes. We're going to lose our cool. We're going to have a meltdown with our kids. And so when it happens, we can be honest with ourselves. I'm having a meltdown and we can step away. Even if we've already said something or done something that we regret, we've already lost our cool. We can do the honest thing and say to ourselves that we are way too wired right now and we can step away. And we can have grace for ourselves as we step away. And we can stay away until we feel better without feeling bad about ourselves. This is something humans need. Now, once we feel better, it's time to come back and explain what happened to our kids. They need to understand what's going on. So you can come back and say, listen, I got dysregulated. I had to step away to feel better. You can use those words. Like you can, they, kids can learn what dysregulated means. And isn't that such a great gift to give to our kids? They can see that their parent sometimes gets dysregulated. And so as children, they're allowed to get dysregulated too. And then they can see that their parent takes steps to calm themselves down. And they can learn that their parent deserves that. Their parent deserves to calm themselves down. And they can learn that they deserve that too. They deserve one, for their parents to calm themselves down as their parent. And two, as a child, they deserve to to learn how to calm themselves down as well. So it's a really great lesson. All right, the second idea for how to recover after a blow up is to remember to keep connection at the center of your exchange. When we blow up, we are not connected to the person that we're blowing up at. That's just another law of science. I'm I'm making a lot of science up here today, but that's just the way it is. When we're yelling at someone, we're just not connected to them. It's, It's as simple as that. So when you want to repair, what you need to do is go back to your child with connection in mind that's going to help the repair happen so much easier. Now you can do a lot of things to repair after a blow up. And there's so many things I can't even list in this episode, things I can't even think of because a lot of repair happens on the spur of the moment. It's spontaneous. You're doing it as you're trying to repair. And and so, um, so when you're keeping connection at the center of your exchange, then you're going to be inspired to reach for those things. You're going to come up with something that you wouldn't have thought of before because you're focusing on connection. You're going to see what your child might need and you're going to see what you might need too. And so then in this moment, that connection is going to be healing. And when you keep that connection as your central focus, you're going to stay on track because sometimes it's hard to repair after a blow up. Sometimes we're still upset. But if connection is your focus, you can get yourself back on track. So it sometimes helps me, this is, this is a little silly, but it helps me to say the word connection in my mind over and over when I'm going to my, over to my kids. Just connection, connection, connection. It just helps me handle my interactions so much more peaceably and kindly. 
it helps me forgive myself. It helps me forgive my child because a lot of times these blowups happen when I'm mad at my child. And it helps me have so much more grace for the situation, grace for my child, grace for me, grace for the day, grace for everything. And so connection is healing. All right, the third way you can recover after a blow up is to hug. I talk about hugging all the time here because it's so powerful. Science even says so, there's science again. It physically lowers your stress hormones and it feels good and nurturing and connecting. So use it, take advantage of this gift we've been given and hug your kids after you've messed up. Of course, I always need to make sure when I'm talking about hugging that I make sure to say that you shouldn't hug a child who doesn't want to hug. But if they'll accept a hug, give it, give them a hug, give hugs liberally, especially after a blow up. It's going to help your kids feel safe. It's going to help them feel loved and calm. And it's going to help you feel love and it's going to reduce your stress. And then it also kind of like helps your brain sort of resettle. So as you're hugging, sometimes this is, this is kind of magical. As you're hugging your child, sometimes you can kind of like the, the tension leaves your brain so that you can, you, your brain thinks more clearly and you can even come up with new solutions or something to do that will make your situation better while you're hugging. It's just so powerful. Okay, the fourth thing in my list of what you can do to recover after a blow up is to apologize. Now this is actually essential. Some of the other things are just ideas that you can grab anytime. You may not, for example, you may not need to step away. You may not need to hug every single time you're, you're recovering after a parenting blow up, but you do always need to apologize. If you've blown up at your kids, you, you do, you need to apologize. And a simple, simple way to do this is to say, I'm sorry. You didn't deserve for me to whatever, to scream at you, whatever. Now, again, this is not for us to feel guilty. We don't need to feel guilty that we have to apologize. Apologizing is a gift to give to our children. So many of us didn't grow up hearing these phrases. We didn't grow up hearing, you didn't deserve for me to, to treat you this way. And so we've internalized a lot of guilt and blame and shame for the behavior of the adults in our lives. And we've taken on that on our, on ourselves. And you see this all the time. I know this is true for so many of us because I see this everywhere. All the time you hear or you read people blaming someone for something that happens to them. So you've heard this before. You've heard someone say, if she hadn't been wearing that, she wouldn't have been assaulted. Or if he had complied with the officer, he wouldn't have been shot. Or if they hadn't parked there, they wouldn't have had their car broken into. This mentality of blaming is woven into our society. And it's blaming victims. It's blaming those who didn't deserve something to happen to them. We do this in our society. We do it like with reckless abandon and with glee. We're happy to do it. It's a sick part of our society. And so I know that we grew up not having people validate us. I know that we grew up not having people say, I'm sorry you didn't deserve for me to do this to you because that's what we're doing in, in our interactions with other people. And what happens with that is we internalize it and we forget that victims don't deserve blame. Victims don't deserve blame. I'm gonna say it again, victims don't deserve blame. And what we do is we actually twist our minds into this deformed perception of human beings and we begin to side with the oppressors and abusers. Now, that's society. I'm not calling us parents oppressors and abusers, but we are the ones who have the power in our home 
And so we need to be careful of how we treat our children and how we apologize to them and what message we're giving to them. I'm saying in our homes, we absolutely cannot let this mentality fly. We cannot let the mentality of this victim or this child or this person who doesn't have as much power as me deserved what they got. We cannot let that happen in our homes. So we cannot apologize by saying, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have gotten upset if you had just listened to me. We can't say that. We can't skip the apology. We can't do that either because that's going to let our kids internalize shame for our negative behavior. We have to make it crystal clear that children are not at fault for our bad behavior ever. Now, even if they're being incredibly defiant, they don't deserve bad behavior from us. I want to be clear though, of course, that incredible defiance might invoke bad behavior from us because parenting is so, so hard and a defiant child is so, so hard and it might cause us to react in a way that we don't want to, but it's not our children's fault. Our behaviors are not our children's fault. That's something, our behaviors is something we need to own. We need to recognize our mistakes and apologize for them without blaming our kids. I feel so passionately about this. I can, I can just feel myself getting worked up about this because I really believe that's a huge problem in our society that we, we, blame, we blame people who don't deserve to be blamed. We blame people for getting killed. That makes no sense. We blame people for getting raped. That makes no sense. It is never their fault for that. And so I believe that when we start in our homes by never blaming our child for our behavior, never, ever, ever, that our children can grow up to understand that they deserve to be treated well. And if they grow up to understand that they deserve to be treated well, then they're going to give that, be- that good behavior to other people. And they're not going to carry on this terrible thing our society does, it, this victim blaming that our society does. They're not going to do that. And it starts in our home. As long as we help them understand that when someone treats them badly, it is that person's fault every single time, then they won't go out into the world and blame women for getting raped. They won't go out into the world and blame black people for getting shot for, for, oh my goodness, right now, I probably should not get into this, but this is, this is the middle of April and some, some of the things that have happened to black people by police officers are absolutely undeserved, atrocious, absolutely unaccountable. It is not okay. And if we, in our homes, set that standard that it is not okay for a child to be blamed for a parent's bad behavior, then we can, we can change our society. Okay, I'm going to step off my soapbox a little bit. (laughs) I want to just say that this is one of the best gifts we can give to our kids. Apologizing to them and telling them they don't deserve bad treatment is one of the best things we can do for them because they will learn they don't deserve to be treated badly by anyone. And they will learn what it looks like when someone takes ownership of behavior and then they'll learn to do the same. So when they grow up and they mess up and they hurt somebody, they will apologize. They will take ownership. They will hold themselves accountable. And that's what we need for our children, for our families and for our society. Okay, now I'm off the soapbox. Fifth item on this list is to tell our children we love them. (laughs) This is simple, so there's not much to say about this. It's just effective. It works so well. It works so well with a hug and and an apology too. You can say, I'm sorry. 
You didn't deserve to be treated that way and I love you. This is a great reset for everyone. Everyone who, if you're telling all your children, if you're telling one child, it helps the children, it helps you, it gives your child reassurance, you feel the love as you say it, and then healing begins to fill in everything else. All right, so what do you do if you do all of this and your kid is still mad at you? Your kid doesn't respond when you hug, they don't accept your apology, they maybe even tell you they hate you when you tell them that you love them, what do you do? Well, you cry a little on the inside because that really hurts, it does. But then here's the sixth tip, the sixth idea for how to recover after parenting blow up. You let your kids be upset. You let them feel their emotions because everyone heals on their own timetable. Everyone recovers in their own way. Your child may need more time to feel at peace after your blow up and that's okay. Now remember, we're keeping connection at the center of these exchanges. How the heck do we do that if our kids are kicking at us and telling us we're the meanest person in the world for whatever we did and they want us to go away? So here's one thing that is extremely helpful. You can say, I'm sorry you're sad. I would be too. I want you to feel better and I'll be right here when you're ready for a hug. So you let them be upset if they need to be, but you let them clearly know that you are there waiting for them and you'll be there for them the moment they're ready for you. And then do it. When you, you can go and, and sit down and wait for them to feel better, you can go and do a chore and wait for them to feel better. And then when they come down, you run to them, you give them a hug, and you hope that they're better. And you show them that you're there for them. Okay, finally, number seven. Forgive yourself and learn. We've been talking in this episode a bit about forgiving yourself. Remember that you are a human being with your own needs. And often kids' needs make it really difficult for you to access your own needs. <laughs> often kids' challenges make it really difficult for us to remain calm. It's just a normal part of parenting. It's a hard part of parenting. But if you work to repair things with your child, then you've already taken such important steps to help your child develop and grow into an empathetic, kind, caring person. It's true. When you repair with your child, you're giving them such an important gift. So yes, you messed up when you blew up. I messed up when I blew up. We, we, we do. It's a, it's a truth. But you fixed it. Forgive yourself and learn what you can. If you, for example, realize that you blew up because all your kids were talking to you at once. <laughs> this is one of my blow ups. That's why that example popped into my mind. I really cannot handle when everybody's talking to me at once. I mean, I can, I can handle it, of course, but I struggle a lot with it. So if, if that's the same for you, then, and you've blown up, then you can recognize that, oh, this is a trigger I have. <laughs> I need to work on a solution to help my kids take turns when talking. I need to come up with a signal. I need to do something. I'm, again, this is on my mind all the time because this happens all the time. So that's what I do. I kind of have a signal. I kind of tell them, hey guys, I really struggle when everyone's talking at me. So can we take it slower? You know, I, and they all get it. They, they've seen me blow up, unfortunately. And, and now that I know that that's my issue, I can talk about it with them and we, we can come up with better solutions. So anyway, that's my issue. I didn't mean to ex expose all of that about myself, but there you have it. <laughs> okay, so another example, let's say you realize you had a meltdown because the house is a mess. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I wrote this, these examples down, not even realizing that these are my triggers, okay? So um, this is my other huge trigger. <laughs> 
when the house is just such a mess uh, and and my kids are chaotic um, that that's just that's just when I I I, I lose it um, so <laughs> I'm going a, a little off script here just because I I, I'm laughing at myself for um, not even realizing that I've I've revealed these things about myself as I was writing this out. So, uh, so yeah. If, if for example, if you have that as one of your triggers as well, then recognize it's a trigger for you and work on a solution, which is which is what I do too. So, uh, back to the point because I kind of went away from the point there a little bit. The point is when you when you when you mess up. When you blow up at your kids, forgive yourself and then learn what you can learn from it. So recognize that that was a trigger. Recognize that you're not feeling well. Recognize whatever it is and then work on a solution for it. Because that's really, really exciting. <laughs> like, I know I'm sounding really weird by saying this is exciting, but can you imagine a world where when we made a mistake, that was it? Like, can you imagine a world where if we yelled at our kids, it was over? That would be terrible. So we don't have to live in that world. We live in this world where when we mess up, we get to learn. We get to keep trying to do better. We get to keep being a better, better and better and better. So don't damn yourself. You are not a terrible person. You did not screw up forever and you're not going to ruin your child for eternity. You made a mistake and you're a human being. So you can learn from the mistake and do better in the future. And that is one of the best things of this life. I just, I cannot imagine a world where we didn't have this possibility. And I'm so grateful that we get to repair, that we get to learn, that we get to say, man, I really, really suck at handling my kids when they're all talking at me at once, but I'm not a bad person and I can fix this and I can do better as I go along. And I do. I do. I don't yell at my kids all the time when, they, when they're all talking at me like I used to. Uh, occasionally, I will have a meltdown or blow up when it's happening, but it tends to ha- have to be something that is, um, or it has to be like a really bad day or they're all talking to me at once and there's other things going on too. So I've already gotten better at that. And I still, when it, when it does happen, when it's a really chaotic day and everyone's talking at me at once and I do melt down, of course I feel bad. Of course I do. And I want to do better, but I, I can look back and say, but I am better already because we have this gift in our world. We have the ability to improve. And that is just so wonderful. So I hope that this has been uplifting and helpful to you. I never want to make anybody feel guilty. So I hope you heard the message the main message that repairing after messing up is a beautiful thing and that we're so lucky that we have these opportunities to recover, repair, and do better and that we have ways to do it. We have connected ways to get back in touch with our children, to love our children, to help them grow, to help ourselves grow, and, and, and it's okay. We're, we're all trying to do our best and we all have room to grow, which is great. We're all going to make mistakes and we can all repair after those mistakes. So I hope this has been helpful to you. You're really doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much for pausing and connecting with me today. Your support seriously means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know I have countless other resources for you to find more connection in your motherhood and life. Head to my website, rebeccabrownwright.com to check out my blog, check out my back and forth journal for parents and kids, and take a look at Pause and Connect Academy, where you can find courses to help you stop yelling, find your strengths, and finally get your kids to listen to you. 
As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a positive review, sharing it on social media, or sharing with your friends. I love you, and I want you to thrive in your motherhood and life. Thank you for being here. Now go forth and connect.